welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is doing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. It's been a while, folks. I have to apologize to you all for the absence that I had, I guess, pretty much in the past week from the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast, but a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was in Omaha for the first part of last week and with a lot of uh, transition and stuff going on with uh, our current company. Uh, There were just some things that I had to take care of first, and podcast, unfortunately, took a little bit of a backseat, but uh, hopefully I'm back for a while now. I do plan, well, actually I say that, I do plan taking on a vacation next week, next Wednesday, so I will be out for the foreseeable seven days after that, six, seven days. Anyways, it's not going to be too long, and then I'm not going to make sure that everyone gets their due dosage of this Locked on Razorbacks podcast from yours truly. So don't worry about that too much, but I wanted to keep everybody updated on that and kind of just explain myself to why uh, I haven't been on the podcast here very uh, recently. So hopefully that's all over, though, or at least the majority of it. Hopefully it's going to settle down a little bit, especially once my vacation ends. We'll have the SEC Media Days coming up, which should be a lot of fun. So I'm just going to try my best to have fun with it and hopefully have fun with you because it is summertime after all, and summertime isn't exactly full of the most, man, interesting, intriguing, entertaining sports topics. Uh, Basketball is over in general. Football is over in general. Uh, Major League Baseball is really the only thing that's going on as far as a sport that maybe people who listen to this podcast are interested in. Maybe there are some of you that still have some sort of vested interest into uh, what is going on in the College World Series finals between Louisville and Vanderbilt. Or, excuse me, not no Vanderbilt, Michigan. Vanderbilt beat Louisville. And uh, so there's not really that much going on there. But I am going to have fun with this podcast here in the few weeks, and I'm actually going to play back an interview here in this podcast of a great, really great interview we had with Corey Williams, the assistant coach of the Razorback basketball team. Fascinating stuff. Uh, We had him on the morning rush, and he was really full of energy and really excited to be a part of the program. So I look forward to having you guys hear that and would love to hear your thoughts and opinion on it as well. But now we come time to it, folks, where it's talking season. As Steve Spurrier once coined it, it's talking season. It's now where we get right into the SEC Media Day's perspective, where we start predicting, we start talking, we start making mountains out of molehills, taking stories and trying to blow them up into something bigger than what they really are. You know, there's just a lot of moving parts to it all. And when I think of SEC Media Days and when I think of this point in time of the of the year, it really starts to wonder, all right, where is the level of excitement, of intrigue, of interest, of passion? Where is everybody's mindset at for football? Because that's the next step. You can't say that baseball is on people's minds anymore because baseball's over. Unfortunately, Arkansas went 0-2 in barbecue in the College World Series. you got to move on from that, which the next thing is football. Now, some of you will sarcastically say, oh, well, I don't care about football. When's baseball season start again? Blah. Okay, funny guy. That's, that's, that's cute. But in all honesty, you know that you have some sort of interest, even if it's a minimal interest. You have still have some sort of interest in college football season, especially the Arkansas Razorbacks. And this year, folks, 
it's such a weird thing because none of us have any idea. And I'm not saying that as in a way of me not having an opinion and the fear of me being wrong about it. Because if you've listened to this podcast or if you've listened to my radio show, you know I have no issue when being wrong. I'm always wrong. As long as I'm entertaining, though, that's uh, what I got to make sure I'm good at. But I honestly don't know, and I don't think anybody else knows because of how much new things and how many new things are going on with the program. You got a new quarterback, a couple new quarterbacks, actually. You got some new wide receivers. You lost three of your offensive linemen who were starters who were on a terrible offensive line. You had some turnover in the defensive side of the ball. You've had some guys, some key pieces returning. You've had some great recruits. You have some special teams issues that you're hoping to get shored up. You had a few coaching adjustments here and there. There's just a lot of new things going on. And anytime that you have a new quarterback room, and now that Connor Nolan's not playing uh football anymore he's sticking to baseball which I've said from the get-go I thought was a right decision by him but uh, I'm glad that he figured it out and figured out what he feels is best for him but now you have a quarterback room that is pretty much completely different Uh, you have Nick Starkle and Ben Hicks which are going to be the one and two guys I don't know who's going to end up starting the majority of the season I feel like Ben Hicks is probably going to be your starter for the for at least the beginning part of the season we'll see if Starkle, uh, Nicky Sparkles can ha- have his way and find a way to get back into the game. So you have him, and you, you have some other pieces. Uh, you have guys like John Stephen Jones who have been around for a while. You have Dalton Hyatt who's been around for a while. But uh, none of those guys are really in any sort or any form or fashion contending for the starting job. And, in fact, with new freshman K.J. Jefferson being on the team as well, you could even make the argument that your top three quarterbacks this year are going to be two or three guys who have not even taken a single snap in Razorback football or in and in the SEC at least playing for Arkansas. I know that Nick Starkle played for A&M. But you, what my point is that you have a lot of new guys, a lot of new guys that you feel comfortable and confident about what they could possibly do, but you don't know enough about them to what they're going to do. But – what you have to look at it from, if you want some optimism, if you want to feel good about it, at least for just a change, for a second, you have to look at it from the point of view of, okay, are you better at quarterback than what you were last year? I think yes. I don't even think it's an argument. I don't even think it's something that can be discussed. You are better at quarterback. You're better at quarterback. You're better at wide receiver. You could make the argument that you're better at running back because you didn't lose anybody. Your running backs were pretty good if you can just keep them healthy. So you didn't lose anybody there. It's going to come down to the offensive line. But you're better across the board on offense. Now, it's not hard to be too much better from a 2-10 and 10 team. But just think about that. If from last year, if you went 2-10, and 10, which you, what you did, and I told you, you are better across the board except for the offensive line and linebackers. Say if those were the the only position groups you were not going to be better at. I think most people would take that right away because it shows the improvement, at least in most positions. You like improvement across the board, and who knows? Offensive line may actually be improved, as weird as it is to say. I don't know how much worse it could be, but I guess there's always that possibility. But, you know, there's a lot of new faces there, so you don't know how they're going to handle the development. My whole point is that if you got better across the board by and large and you went 2-10 and 10 last year 
and you had a few games here and there that probably should have gone your way. Colorado State, Ole Miss, those are the two ones that stand out to you the most. I don't think you're going to lose to a team like North Texas again. I think there's going to be a lot of adjustment there. Then that's where your excitement needs to lie, is just knowing that you are improved at particular positions that mean a lot. And by doing that and by feeling that, you should be excited about the Razorback football season. It's talking season, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm talking to you. I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm blowing smoke up your rear end. But it is fun to talk about, isn't it? It's fun to look forward to, and I hope everybody continues to enjoy their summertime because once fall gets here, it's all hands on deck. And I look forward to it. I look forward to media days. I'm going to be down there in Hoover. Should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some good content from that as well. And who knows? Maybe I'll be able to talk you into believing that Arkansas can win another game or two than what they're actually expected to do as well. You've heard me talk about Twillery on this podcast, right? Twillery, these shirts that are incredible. I'm telling you, folks, Like I'm not just sitting here and telling you about Twillery because, hey, they gave you this little script to read and you should read it. I'm not telling you because of that. I'm telling you because I actually have two of these shirts now, and they are fantastic. I love wearing them. And you know I'm all about style. If you know me, I'm all about some style. And that's what you get with Twillery shirts. If you visit their website, twillery.com, and go to twillery.com slash locked on, enter in that code locked on, and you get $25 off. That's right, $25 off of your purchase. It's great value. It has great performance. You don't have to worry about ironing them. You can even untuck them. I know that's the style with some of you. I don't know necessarily how many of you listening in don't like to tuck in your shirts. Maybe there's a few of you that do. Either way, you don't have to tuck in your shirt with these shirts from Twillery. And they also call it the Friday shirt, which is a dress shirt made with pick flat fabric. And you can wear it with a tie or you can wear it to play golf. You can. It has all these different items and different options for you to choose from. So any of you who have not been able to try it or haven't been able to check it out, do so right now. Twillery.com slash locked on. Enter the promo code locked on, $25 off your purchase. And I promise you, folks, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Corey Williams the assistant coach of the Razorback basketball team on the other side of the break. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Football season is just around the corner, and there are plenty of people that are excited about it, but there's also a lot of people excited about the Razorback basketball season and new head coach Eric Musselman and what he's going to be able to do this season we're going to talk more about Razorback basketball as we welcome in Corey Williams, the assistant basketball coach for the University of Arkansas. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? And welcome to Arkansas. Good morning. I'm doing well. Uh, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. And, uh, you know, Coach Mustman has us working hard and, and trying to build a program. You know, so I, was, I was at a function where Coach Musselman was speaking a few weeks ago, and I this was shortly after you had been announced as – as, as joining his staff, and, and he made mention that you guys had no prior relationship, no connection, which is, in coaching circles, very uncommon. Generally, somebody hires somebody they had worked with in the past. Um, you know, there, there's some kind of direct connection. How did this come about? Because it, it's kind of unusual the way he was describing the two of you guys getting together. Well, I, I, uh, I, I tell people it was all God because we have a mutual friend of ours that recommended me and uh, uh, Coach Musselman called, and I told him what I could do for him. I would work hard. I'd be loyal. I'd be a, a guy of high character, uh, and uh, I'll always be pro- promoting him. And uh, we talked some more, and 
our friendship grew, and uh, it's been wonderful. It has been absolutely wonderful. He is a uh, unbelievable person, more importantly, and he's a fantastic coach. He knows how to coach, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part of his staff. Well, Coach, that's actually going to be my next question of when you decided to be an assistant coach at Arkansas and under Eric Musselman, what was it about him and his coaching style, his philosophy, his strategy? What about it all made you interested and made you decide that this was the best place for you? Well, you know, I watched um, him at Nevada, and I watched the success that he had at Nevada and uh, never knew who he, you know, knew him personally, but I, I always admired how hard they played and, and how uh, offensive gifted they were um, as a team, they played unselfishly, uh, they played together, and uh, I, I like that. And then, you know, once I got a chance to talk to him, um, I could see why he was so successful, because he's very passionate about what he does. Uh, he really loves basketball. This is his gift. And, uh, I mean, it's 24-7 for him, you know, even though he spent time with his family, but he, he he's always thinking, and he's so creative. And uh, that's the thing that's really been great for me because he, he forces you to be creative in your mind and think outside the box and um, uh, I'm certainly enjoying just being around him and learning from him and, and developing even more stronger friendship and, and uh, as, as a coach. Your collegiate playing career uh, was at Oklahoma State from what, 88 to 92 which would have meant you played for Coach Sutton for the last part of your career and obviously now you're, you're going to be conducting practices uh, on a court that, that bears his name have you had a chance to talk with with coach Sutton at all and and uh, you know what from your playing time with him and being around coach Sutton uh, maybe um, you know helps get you to the point where, where you're here at Arkansas what what did you learn from him that'll maybe help you here at Arkansas well you know coach Sutton coached me my last two years and uh, you know when I spoke at his retirement at Oklahoma State I uh, I got on the when I spoke to the people I told them that I was his first black child now, now, it's a lot of other uh, African-American young men that he coached that would probably differ with that, but I was, I had the mic, so that's what I said. And You know, Coach Sutton was a unique person, and uh, he treated me like he, he, I was his son. On every birthday, every single birthday before he got ill, he would call, and he wouldn't just say, Happy Birthday, Corey. He would sing it to me. Now, you got to imagine the great Eddie Sutton on the phone Saying a happy birthday to uh, uh, one of his one of one of his kids, okay, and uh, he did that for me, and he just always told me, said, "Love your bride," and and I would always call him when I was the head coach and say, "Coach, how did you get your kids to play so hard?" He said, "You know, you you'll figure it out. You know how to do it," and and uh, and that voice, "You know how to do it, Corey. You'll be fine." And uh, he just told me how taught me how to be disciplined and. And, uh, you know, give him 110%. You know, that's what he required. You couldn't give less than that when you played for him. And he was an awesome person. And, uh, you know, uh, his son and I have a great relationship. And, uh, you know, he's been a blessing in my life, a true blessing to my life and my family's life. And, and I'll always be indebted to coach for that. Speaking with Corey Williams, the Razorback basketball assistant coach right now on the Morning Rush. All right, Coach, the roster that you currently have with the University of Arkansas, it seems to be there's still some guys you're looking at and, and recruiting for and, and trying to get this team all together. But as far as when you came in on campus and the guys that were already on campus, how do you have you felt like they've responded to you and responded to the transition from Eric Musselman? Uh, how do you feel like everything's going with that with the guys you have currently on the roster? We are certainly moving in the right direction. They've responded fantastic. You know, they are 
uh, right out and bushy tail. And, uh, you know, and, and Coach has done a real good job of establishing a relationship with all those guys. And, and uh, I mean, they understand that the, the consistency that they must have every day in practice, how hard they must perform. And, uh, you know, Coach is just preaching to them, being professional, being vocal. That's the biggest thing right now that we're trying to do with this team is, uh, you know, make them communicate. But they responded well. Uh, they're excited to get in the gym. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's, it's getting to that point already where, you know, they want to keep going. And we certainly can't keep going in practice. We only have a limited amount of hours that we can practice at this particular time. But, but it is getting better. And we got a long way to go. And Coach would certainly say that. But we certainly think it's headed in the right direction. I found it interesting listening to Coach talk about kind of the way he his style and and when he was choosing assistants after, that he was going to hire after you had joined the staff, that he involved the players in a conversation about maybe not individuals, but about personality traits and characteristics and things you know we're looking for in in other assistants um, that that he wanted to involve players in those conversations. That's not that's not stuff we've heard out of other previous head coaches. Maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't, but that seemed to be more of a professional approach, more of a, a of a NBA type approach involving the players in the process. Give us more insight to maybe some changes in the way the culture's changing, involving the players and elevating the culture to more of a professional level culture here at Arkansas. Well, one of the things that coach emphasized to us as a staff, it's about these kids. And we have to be in tune with what these kids want and what they desire, what makes them tick. And he does a fantastic job of getting it to their head, asking them to explain themselves. And he takes that information and he utilizes it uh, for the betterment of, of our team. And, you know, I think it's awesome that, you know, this not just his team. He considers our team. This is our family. And so we're a family. We're connected. And he gives those guys input. He gives the coaching staff input. And those guys respect that. And so now you have a culture that allows guys to speak and say what they, they really mean versus holding it in uh, and, and it coming out later. And I just think that's awesome. You know, I must say this about Coach Bustman. He is he reads more than probably any human being I ever met in my life. And I thought, you know, Coach Sutton ran a lot, but, but Coach Bustman is always forward thinking. He's always getting ideas from, from other people, and he, he, he incorporates it in his game plan. And uh, I just think it's cool if you're a father and you're a mother and you want your kid to go to a program where he'll be heard and a guy will push him, um, certainly University of Arkansas, Coach Musselman, is the place you need to be because uh, that's who he is. And, uh, you know, I certainly couldn't be more excited to be a part of our staff. I think we have a terrific staff. We all fit very well. We're different, but we fit. And um, so I'm excited to be a Razorback. I'm, I'm excited to get it going. Well, one thing that you know is basketball. You've been around basketball for a very long time now, and obviously you, you're probably aware of the history of Razorback basketball by now and how it's very historical, but it's been a long period of time since Arkansas has even been able to make it to the Sweet 16. 1996 was the last time that they made it to that point, but given how the staff is coming together, given the setup, the foundation that's been laid, all the amenities that Arkansas has and everything you have going for you, do you believe that with everything going the way it's going now, Arkansas can be a program that not only competes to make it to Sweet 16s, but be a program that is nationally competitive for winning championships. Do you believe that can happen? 
I absolutely do. I mean, I, they have the right person uh, to get the job done, and, and, and Eric Mustard. They have the right guy. Uh, listen, when I tell you he doesn't sleep, he's always he's always thinking about the next play, the next move, the re- next recruiting move. Uh, uh, with the resources that that the Arkansas University has provided and uh, the facilities, we feel like we are able to get kids into our program that will have a, a truly a, a, a profound impact. And uh, you know, we have to go out and do our job. We have to work. We have to turn over every rock, every stone. We have to find those kids that maybe uh, people don't think are very good, and then we got to get those kids that that people know that are very good. And so, um, uh, certainly, he'll be the guy to turn this program around. And uh, you know, uh, uh, we're excited to do that too. When I joined him, you know, we talked, and uh, you know, he has uh, he has some personal goals that he want to achieve. And it's our job as a staff to make sure those goals are attained. We have to get quality basketball players here. You know, I, that's one thing Coach Sutton said a long time ago. As much as it is about the X and O, it's more about the Jimmys and Joes. <laughs> and so we got to have some boys in here that can that can get to the basket, that can shoot it, that can, um, you know, do some things that are impactful to the program. And certainly he is the guy in charge to get that done. I'm confident in that. Hey, we'll get you out of here on this one. There's going to be some significant rule changes in college basketball this year. We've heard a lot from Coach about pace and space and, and the style he wants to play. The three-point line is going to get pushed back. There's over 20 rule changes this year. How do those rule changes affect uh, the style and maybe some of the objectives and the things that Coach Musselman want to do? Is it is it help? Is it a hindrance? Is there going to have to be some changes in philosophy uh, how, do, how do the rule changes that go into place this next season affect Eric Musselman's brand of basketball? Well, I don't think it affects it at all. I think what he does, he spreads people out anyway. The only difference is that guys have got to learn how to shoot a little bit further back from the three-point line. Uh, and we feel like we have guys who have some range. Um, um, but for us, the spacing, the spacing would be consistent as it was in Nevada. Uh, and uh, I just think that the, the rules are minimum at this point. Uh, and they are they are not something that we feel that have would have an impact on our team, but because of this style, uh, we we run, we push the ball, we spread people out, and we we want our guys to be able to attack off the dribble and, and you know play a balanced game inside out um, as well as penetrating pitch. So uh, I don't think those rules will affect us at, at at all. But but the challenge is to get guys to not step up to their old three point line, but learn how to extend their range. Uh, a little bit further, and um, uh, we certainly feel like we got some guys to be able to do that. Corey Williams, the assistant coach to the Razorback basketball program. Really appreciate you hopping on with us, Coach. Welcome to Arkansas once again, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of Coach Musman's staff and go home. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.